all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We also want to thank Eisenhower Center. It's a brain injury recovery center. Learn more about eisenhowercenter.com. They're located in Michigan and in Florida. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. We want to thank VetBiz Central, which is part of the U.S. Small Business Association, VBOC, Vet Business Outreach Centers. VetBiz Central covers Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and can be reached at vetbizcentral.org. Let's move on to our programs. Welcome, I'm Jim Fawson, and this is a Veterans Radio Spotlight on National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. Veterans Radio America, a nonprofit, has a partnership with NVBDC. The National Veterans Business Development Council is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses of all sizes. It's a 501c3 nonprofit that was established in 2013. It addresses the growing need to identify and certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses in the commercial or corporate marketplace. NVBDC administers a rigorous certification process designed to withstand the scrutiny of governmental and corporate entities seeking to utilize certified veteran-owned businesses. And we want to welcome to Veterans Radio, Daryl Brown. Daryl is the Senior Vice President of Operations for NVBDC. Daryl, welcome to Veterans Radio. Well, thanks, Jim. Appreciate you having us on. Well, we uh, love putting a spotlight on the work that you folks are doing and the businesses that are involved in this certification process. Um, Daryl, as the Senior Vice President of Operations, why don't you tell us what's new at NVBDC? (laughs) Well, there's always new stuff going on. Uh, Our main focus is finding and certifying veteran-owned companies, like you mentioned. That is our primary focus because we feel it's important in the supplier diversity world to include veteran-owned companies, specifically service-disabled veteran-owned companies, to have the opportunity to 
be a part of the supplier diversity program of major corporations, uh, any size corporation, we don't care if they're, if they're buying or selling products and services throughout the company, we want to have them consider and understand the value that veteran-owned companies can bring to their, their programs. Well, and there's many uh, veteran-owned uh, businesses out there, but they don't all go through the certification process, which is critical when a corporation is kind of looking at, hey, we want to give back to the veteran community, but we, w- we want to make sure we're given to true veteran companies. And that's what the assurance that you guys, sort of the good housekeeping seal of approval that you guys give, isn't it? Well, thank you. We appreciate that. We, we consider that we are the gold standard for certifying that veteran-owned companies like uh, minorities and women-owned businesses and the NGLCC certification program that when they consider certifying veteran-owned, women-owned, uh, gay and lesbian uh, chamber of commerce members, we, we want corp- national corporations and reasonable corporations to understand that we do the same process that they do to certify that it is a veteran-owned company, that the veteran owns and operates, the veteran controls, and has command of the operation. And your corporate partners at NVBDC are some of the uh, nation's largest companies, uh, but it's also, you know, not everybody has to be a, a, a Fortune 50 company. Give us some examples of companies that utilize the NVBDC uh, corporate uh, certification. Well, we just certified, well, we just became a corporate member of a company called Swinerton out of the South Bay area in California. They've been in business for 150-some years in California, back dating back to the 1870s, I think it is. So they're a veteran-owned company, and they do their due diligence to find and contract with veteran-owned companies. We've been working with them for about two or three years now to convince them that we'd be a valuable partner with them in their search and certification of veteran-owned companies. So they eventually just came on board. Now, they're, they're a good-sized company. They're not a Fortune 50 company or even a Fortune 500 company, but they're very strong. They're very well-known in the Bay Area, and they are anxious and just eager to work with us to identify veteran-owned businesses, not only in California but throughout the country, that can provide products and services to them. Well, and that's one of the things that not only once you certify a company, NVBDC really has um, is sort of a clearinghouse of for opportunities, isn't it? Absolutely, we get information all the time. We get requests all the time from companies wanting to uh, particularly contract with veteran-owned companies. A few years ago, AT and T sent out a request for landscapers. Now, who would ever thought that AT&T needed landscapers? Right, right. But they have buildings around the country, and somebody needs to take care of the grass and the flowers and the shrubs. So they wanted us to look for anyone we had certified or is a veteran-owned company that would do landscaping for their their, their buildings. Well, well, I think we found one or two that actually contract with AT&T. For, but, again, that's one of those things that you never know is going to come out of the, of the emails you get. Well, and I think that's important for folks to understand that you go through this certification process and like most business and most things in life, it's all about networking, isn't it? And you guys are strong in networking both those corporations who want to find a veteran-owned business with veteran-owned businesses, aren't you? 
Exactly. And that's the value of us getting those requests before anyone else sees them. We used to get one or two days lead time for the veteran-owned companies to consider applying for that, that purchase order. So that's and that network we have extends around the country. We have partners around the country that are not companies, but we work with the small business development centers. We work with the veteran business opportunity centers. We work with a lot of veteran service organizations and military service organizations through our uh, veteran and military task force to make those connections so that when opportunities come up, our certified companies get first look at them. Well, as we put the spotlight on the value of nvbdc.org, can you give us an example maybe of a success story that uh, you've been involved in 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 making that connection or networking between a company that's looking for a veteran organization and a veteran-owned business? Okay. A couple years ago, uh, the one I remember specifically is that I was doing a site assessment for a company that worked for a well-known bank. I won't tell you the company name or the bank, but they told this man, this veteran, Vietnam-era veteran, that to continue doing business with them, he had to become NVBD certified. So he, we finally got in touch with him, got his certification going. I did the site assessment. He told me during the site assessment, he had a $2 million contract sitting out there with the bank waiting for our certification. So he actually came to us first. It wasn't us going to them. He came to us first and said, I need to get certified by you so I can get this $2 million contract. So that was one of those things that, again, you never know what's going to happen. You never know how it's going to happen. You never know where it's going to happen. But fortunately, we did the certification real fast and got that managed $2 million contract. Those are the sort of stories that folks can really relate to and say, now I understand why I might go through this process. Hey, we're talking yeah. to Daryl Brown, who is the Senior Vice President of Operations for NVBDC. Daryl, if people want uh, more information about the organization or the certification process, where would you direct them? I would direct them to our website, nvbdc.org, or call our, our uh, toll-free number, 888-CERTIFIED. That's where you can get all the basic information real fast. And then someone will contact you. If you go on the website and put in the request for contact and information, we'll, we have a person that directly calls you, contacts you, whichever way you want to be contacted. If you call the 888 number, then we have a person dedicated to respond to those requests on the 888 number. So that's the quickest and easiest way. Well, that's great uh, information, and that's why we've got you in the spotlight Daryl, I want to turn to uh, give our veteran radio listeners uh, maybe a little bit more about Daryl Brown. Uh, when, when did you go into the service and why? Well, as a lot of guys my age back in the late 60s, I was kind of wonderless. So I didn't know what exactly what I'm going to do. And I had failed in college. So uh, my number was coming up with a draft to avoid uh, getting something I didn't want to get. I joined the Air Force. I went on active duty in November of 1969, uh, went to school in Texas to learn my training, and then my first assignment was in Misawa, Japan, up in the northern part of Japan. Uh, then I spent about a year and a half there, and then I went to uh, northern Thailand, where I spent almost a year there, and then I left active duty in March of 1973. 
Well, and I, I, I asked you earlier what your uh, job title or MOS was, and then you said, well, I can't tell you what I was doing, but I can tell you my title. Go ahead and tell yeah. us our, your title. <laughs> well, it was, it was actually the full name was Communication Analysis Specialist. That was what I was doing. It was basic traffic analysis. And as I mentioned before, it was uh, traffic from the other side. Yeah, it wasn't our. Tra- it wasn't our yeah, traffic. <laughs> no, no, not that I did. Now, part of our agency did that, but uh, what I did was actually traffic analysis of Soviet Union and North Vietnamese traffic analysis. In Japan, it was Soviet Union, and in Thailand, it was North Vietnamese radio traffic. So yeah, we're, it, was, we're, it was a lot of fun. It, well, it I'm, sure, fun. I'm sure it was, and it certainly uh, it was a great career builder because there's got to be a lot of call for Russian and North <laughs> Vietnamese traffic yeah. analysis yeah. in the civilian world. But uh, you did all right there, too. Get, tell us, uh, uh, I should mention to our listeners, uh, you're a resident of Nevada and have been there a long time. Tell us a little bit about your uh, post-service uh, civil career. Well, once I finished college, I uh, wanted to get out of the Grew up in Northwest Ohio, Sylvania, Ohio, not too far from where you're at. Uh, so it was time to leave that area in early early 80s because, as you remember, the economic times back then were not very good. So we wanted to get out of that part of the country. Found a job here in Northwest Nevada, moved out here in 1982, and moved here into Carson Valley. Minden Gardnerville area in 1985 and lived here ever since. It's a beautiful place to live. The mountains, the snow on the mountains in the wintertime and the uh, warm sun in the summertime. It's just a great place to live. Yeah, you were already making fun of my weather back here in the Midwest uh, <laughs> before we hey, got... <laughs> I, as, you, as I said, I grew up in the Midwest, so I know exactly what it's like. Yeah. One day beautiful, next day horrible. You go, <laughs> I thought this was spring. But yeah, uh, exactly. you, you worked for uh, employment security in the state of Nevada for uh, about nine years and then worked for the uh, Department, U.S. Department of Labor there in Nevada, uh, retired as the state director. It had to be interesting to work in the employment fields uh, during that time. Tell us a little bit about those duties. Well, my, my position with the state was the uh, Veterans Program Coordinator, where I worked with the employment offices and specially trained staff there to do the uh, help veterans find jobs, do job training, job search, uh, those type of activities. Uh, about 3,000 a year would go through the, the uh, program and actually find sustainable and uh, career positions. So it was a lot of, it was great. Uh, being a veteran myself, it, it came home very near and dear to my heart to see other veterans achieve success. That was my job at the state level. Then at the federal level, I was the overseer of that program as the state director for Veterans Employment Training Service. So I, again, I, for 20 years, I was involved in assisting veterans find a, a career, not just a job, not a, a kind of a revolving door type employment situation, but find a real career. Well, it had to be really rewarding because you'd gone through that transition yourself. And I think that's um, uh, particularly in the current environment. Um, you've seen the veteran population move from um, a, a high percentage of draftees in the Vietnam era who needed to transition to work to now a, you know, a full volunteer or, uh, military that as they transition, they need to um, 
transition and find uh, some work. Um, you got any advice for our veteran radio listeners who might be in that situation or their kids or grandkids or nieces and nephews might be in that situation, things that you've learned over the years on transitioning that you might want to pass along? Well, first thing I want to say that the military is a great program. It's a great way to learn skills. It's a great way to get a degree. It's a great way to learn to be a, an adult, learn to uh, figure out who you are in life and what you want to do. That not everything coming out of the military is, is a future career, but you learn skills, you learn abilities, and you learn a great work ethic that most employers are looking for. They're not looking for someone that has a great background. They're looking for someone that has that work ethic to that show up every day, do their job, and willing to learn and cross-train. That's what employers are looking for today, and the military builds that. Some people say because you're on the military for three or four years, you lose that edge. No, I don't think so, because the military teaches you all the skills you need to know to be an um, employee, because you're actually an employee for that military group. Now, for transition to coming out, the great programs they have in place today to help servicemen beginning a year before they leave the service to help train and switch their mindset from the military to civilian world. That's the key, is to learn to that you know, stop using the military jargon and acronyms and start using civilian jargon and acronyms. And that's the key to helping you find that great job with some employer out there in the world that's looking for that well-trained, well-motivated, well-skilled employee. I would think that philosophically, because you've really spent 20 years in this field or more, that you, you maybe would agree that there is a job for every veteran who's getting out, you just got to go look for it. Exactly. And that's the part of the onus is on the veteran to apply themselves to find the job they want. They might not want to get exactly where they want the first day on the job, but if you get in with the right company, the right industry, the future could be ex- tremendous success for you. Because most companies that are really hiring big time have operations all across the country and all across the world. So if you can get in the door, you may have to work out front at a counter someplace at a minimum, not a minimum wage, but entry wage job. But you put the time in, you build up that equity. You're going to, just like you do in the military, you're going to advance. You're going to get promoted. You're going to see more things and have more opportunities. The other thing I guess I'd, I'd like your view on is uh, somebody who's you know been in this field for so long the mere fact that you might start at one position or one company and say, you know, I've got my experiences here, but maybe this isn't perfect for me. I'm going to move somewhere else. That seems to be more acceptable and and not only more acceptable, almost the um, expectation now is that uh, you may move a couple of times until you find that job. You say, this is my forever job. Yeah. Well, I, I have a friend that here in Nevada got all of the military Went to work for one of the major casino companies here in the state. Again, had to work out on the floor with people, but what they wanted to get into the background behind the walls, into security, into uh, uh, computer sciences, that type of stuff. And now he works in Hong Kong for the company. So, again, that's that opportunity. Yeah, I don't want to go to work for a casino, you know, being a runner. No, those are corporations. Those are businesses that have – 
opportunities all over the world. They have more than just what you see people on the floor. There's so much behind the walls that you can get into in advance and actually have an input as to what the company really does. Well, you do so, have to be curious, and, and as you say, yeah. and, and as we do in the military, you bid on different jobs. You know, Yes, exactly. Sometimes they send you somewhere you don't want to go, but in exchange <laughs> for that, you're going to get the next opportunity. You're going to get to say, hey, I've served my time over there. Let me, you know, the one I want to bid on is over there, and, yeah. and that's true with corporations, isn't it? Yeah, you don't go into military as a, as a uh, general or a senior master sergeant. You go in as a private or, you know, airman second class. But if you stick with it, if you put in the time and build up what I call that work ethic, that work equity, you're going to advance. You're going to, they're going to see the value to bring to that company. And they're going to make sure that you've uh, stick around as long as they can, long as you want. We're talking to Daryl Brown, who is the senior vice president of operations for NVBDC and really has been involved with them at different levels for what now? It looks like about uh, five, six, seven years or something. Yep, that's and, that's that's about right. And you've really seen this uh, not only the organization, but the need for veteran certified businesses uh, grow over that period. I suspect. Exactly. Exactly. When I came on board six or seven years ago, we had maybe fifty corporate members. Oh, all the yeah, you'd recognize every single name we said now we have over a hundred so the the opportunity to contract a corporate America has doubled in the five or last five years so that's a great opportunity right there and our ability to make corporations understand the value that veteran-owned companies can bring to their their supplier programs is immense it's just off the scale and the ability to corporations as I, I keep we talk about it. We're no longer dialing for dollars. We're not having corporations calling us say, we want to get involved. Where two or three years ago, we were calling up corporations say, look, we want you to consider us. We want you to get, let us use your certification program. Well, now we are having companies call us say, we want to get involved. We heard what you're doing with XYZ Corp. We want to get involved and do the same thing. And that's not only here in the United States, but Canada, we're working with the Canadian government to, in their programs. We're working, uh, we have calls from Germany and France and a couple other European companies that want to, us to help them set up their program. So it's it's sometimes, I, I can't believe that we've gotten as far as we've gotten in the last five years. Well, and these aren't um, opportunities where you're going to get launched into and go, I have no idea how to pursue this. Uh, I, I do know that, for example, uh, NVBDC is worked with Export-Import Bank to help yes. those certified veteran-owned businesses do work overseas and get the assurance that I'll actually get paid for doing this because uh, we've had uh, Export-Import Bank in the, in the spotlight for NVBDC. And I suspect you... You have, a, in, in terms of the organization, you have a lot invested in making sure your certified companies um, get an opportunity, bid on it well, and succeed, don't you? Exactly. You know, when we recommend a company, we want to make sure 99.99999% sure that that company is going to be successful in the contract because it's all about perception. It's all about uh the ability to deliver. So if we have companies deliver on their contracts, that makes us look good. It makes the company look good. And it, it 
gives the the company, the corporate member, more reason to look for veteran-owned companies to contract. So if if I, as a veteran-owned company, get a contract and I deliver on it under budget and ahead of time, that is a positive for every veteran-owned company. So we want to make sure that if you, Jim, as a veteran-owned business, get a contract, we want to make sure that you have every opportunity to succeed. Well, I think that's important for folks to realize you won't be going alone through this process. Um, Daryl, remind our veteran radio listeners and any business owners out there, uh, again, how might they learn more about the certification process? Right. The easiest way, the most direct way is to go to our website, nvbdc, Nancy Victor Bravo Delta Charlie.org. That's the easiest and quickest way to get there. Uh, there is a uh, link to say get certified. It tells you all about the application process, all the documents you need to, su- to submit, and the process itself. So that's the easiest, quickest way. Well, we want to thank you for taking some time uh, today to educate our veteran radio listeners about nvbdc.org and the opportunities that might exist out there for veteran-owned businesses. Thank you. Appreciate you letting us have some time. This is a very important part of our mission is to spread the word, make sure that veteran-owned companies out there know who we are and how we can help. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fossone. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans, and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or legalhelpforveterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to veteransradio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, the U.S. Small Business Administration Veterans Business Outreach Center, Eisenhower Center, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor, and the American Legion Press Corn Post 46, also in Ann Arbor. They keep us on the air, as does your support. Go to Facebook. Go to veteransradio.net and support our efforts. And until next time, you are dismissed.